Mr. Bill O'Reilly, how are you, sir? Hey, how you doing, Beck? Good. You know, I was talking to you, and I couldn't remember if you said this on the air or if you told me this off the air, but this is kind of what you said would happen uh, if they settled or lost the Dominion case. You said you thought there would be a lot of house cleaning uh, at Fox just because of the monetary damage. Do you think that's what happened to Tucker Carlson? No. Uh, it was a look to the future. So, you know, it's a shame that we live in a country where the reporting is so lazy, uh, sloppy, and dishonest because of agenda. That's number one. And, you know, I appreciate you having me on the program, and I appreciate your listeners um, actually trying to figure out what's going on um, because it's important. You know, the, uh, the Fox News Channel led to Donald Trump being elected president. That's a pretty strong historical situation. Donald Trump would not have been president if not for the Fox News Channel. Agree. So now that's gone. I mean, Trump doesn't have that. He doesn't have that advantage in this upcoming election. So that's the big story here, other than the personalities. Now, shoot me the questions you want to know about what, happened, and I will tell you what I know, which is most of it. Okay, so then tell me the story. What happened? Well, the company itself is in turmoil, not because of the Dominion settlement. They can well afford the $800 million because of people like you and me, which made them countless dollars in the past. So they got a $4 million war chest. It was the future lawsuits that led to Mr. Carlson's demise. And he didn't even know it, by the way. He had no clue. So yesterday at this time, 24 hours ago, the Tucker Carlson producers were in their morning meeting setting the lineup for Monday night. So all this bull about they made the decision on Thursday, last Thursday, or Friday, it's all a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, and well, I they might have, it, I just they might have made that decision. No, they didn't back. Well, there's only one guy who can make that decision. Yeah, Rupert. One. That's it. Yeah, but nobody else had anything to do with this decision other agree. than to tell Ag- him. Agree. Yeah, you should get rid of Carlson. Carlson didn't have a lot of allies because nobody does. There's no Tammy Wynette in television news standing no. by your man. No. Okay. No loyalty. If the seas get choppy, you drown. And they'll help you drown. They'll throw you overboard. So anyway, the reason that Rupert Murdoch made the decision was because his lawyers, news, uh, Fox News lawyers, are saying, we got a lawsuit by this producer mm-hmm. who came in and taped everything. So what does that tell you? Tells you she came in with an, an agenda, know, perhaps a plan. All right, not unusual in these days. I'll tell you what, it's unbelievable what's happening in corporate America. But they have a lawsuit already filed in New York City. Apparently, they have tapes that the lawyer for the woman says, you know, we might put them out there, and those tapes do not make the Carlson broadcast look good. Number one, number two. 60 Minutes, Sunday night. Who's there? Ray Epps. Hey, Ray. Yeah. Ray looking at the camera going, hey, Tucker Carlson ruined my life to wrap my family. 
It's a lawsuit. What do you think is going to happen now, Beck? Lawsuit. You bet. You bet. Big one. Then you have Smartmatic. You've already gone over that. The other voting machine company, which really isn't that big a concern because they only had one county, L.A. County, that they did business with in the last election. So they'll get paid off, and it's not a big deal. But then they have the shareholders, the people that bought Fox News stock, that company's stock, and they're getting hammered, and they're going to sue people inside Fox News. That means board members. That means the Murdochs. That means all of those people for fraud. And that's going to be massive. It's interesting to me that BlackRock just increased uh, by, I think, 14 percent their uh, holdings of News Corp, but they did it back in February. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good play now. I'm not sure. And so all of this is kept from the American public. They don't understand the political implication, which this hurts the Trump campaign big time. All right. And. The business equation that was made, and that caused the removal of Tucker Carlson. It was, as they say in The Godfather, it's business, not personal, Sonny. Okay. So, Bill, how is this hurting the uh, the Trump campaign? Just because you think that this will really hurt Fox in ratings? No, because in sixteen. And I was there. I did the first interview with Trump after he announced he was running for president. In 16, the Fox News channel was very favorable to Donald Trump. And the ratings skyrocketed. And he had access to almost every program to say what he wanted. I gave him the hardest time. But basically, the whole operation was pro-Trump and anti-Hillary. Now... The operation doesn't want Trump to be president, all right? And their viewership, already on the decline, and pretty seriously in the 25 to 54 range, as we discussed last time I was on the program, um, is going to be a freefall, an absolute freefall. They don't have anybody to put it in at 8 o'clock, so that's the most key slot. There isn't one program on Fox News Channel that's growing in the ratings. Not one. They have no bench. And most importantly, everyone who works there is frightened. Mm. So you do the math, Beck. Uh, What do you think of, uh, I've heard a lot of people are canceling Fox Nation because he was a big part of that. Uh, Did documentaries, et cetera, et cetera. How do you think their online is going to do? Because Well, all I can tell you is that last night, BillOReilly.com picked up 400 new premium members. Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing uh, an increase as well. I think people are canceling Fox Nation and, and, uh, and canceling Fox. I, I think there's going to be real turmoil. What do you think Tucker does? Uh, he's going to make a fortune. Do you think he has a non-compete in play? And if well, so, for how long? Well, it doesn't even matter. Nobody's going to hire him in the in the corporate media. No, I know that. He's got but nowhere to go there. His non-compete would include anything no, electronic. 
You can't do electronic? No. You absolutely can't do it. All you can do is direct competitor non-competes. So what he'll do um, is form his own agency like you have with the Blaze and I have with BillOReilly.com. He'll do a Rogan-esque podcast. Yeah. And he'll make a bloody fortune. Yeah, he will. He will. Uh, Do you think he'll have the same impact that he had at Fox? Well, look, this is what people don't understand again. Um, the impact that television news has is maybe 60% less than it was. Yes. When I left six years ago, it's ironic. It's six, almost to the week, six years that I left because the balkanization of the news driven by social media and the uh, availability that people can watch whenever they want on their devices has lessened the impact that the cables and the network news used to have. So, yeah, he's not going to be seen on a channel every night. But I could argue that in my operation, since I left Fox News, I've had four number one best selling books, mm-hmm. tens of millions of dollars in revenue for my television operation. I've got 300 radio stations carrying my daily commentary. So you tell me. Yeah, I I will tell you that our footprint now uh, is bigger than it was when it was when we were at Fox. And we're having our best year ever uh, right now. And it's just different because people are there is no one gathering place. And that that's the thing with cable news, the way it was before there was one gathering place and you would see those on in bars and everything else. There isn't that now. And that's the only on, but nobody's paying attention to it because it's boring. (laughs) Look, the reason that you succeed is that you're not boring back. It's not because of your good looks. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Okay. And, but you put on a program that people tune in to listen to on the radio because they don't know what you're going to say. You don't know where you're going to go. Carlson had that same appeal. So many, most television news presentations, you turn on the show, you know exactly what you're going to get because you get it every night. With Carlson, his talent was that he would come after situations in a different way. Now, if I had produced this program, I would have required more discipline and not because he got himself into trouble on a number of occasions when he didn't have to. Okay. You just had to do a little bit more reporting and backup stuff a little bit more, but that's just not important. He alienated the um, corporate media. They got him just like they got me. I don't know about your circumstance, but surely over the years, you've had a lot of pain brought to you. Oh, yeah. And that's the bottom line on it. Again, these media corporations, whether it's Fox or CBS, NBC, they have no loyalty to anyone but the bank teller. Okay? Yeah. That's it. No matter how loyal you are, no matter how much money you made them, no matter what the circumstances, if they feel you're a liability, they're gone. It's yeah. 
avalanche time for you. Welcome to the one and only Megan Kelly uh, from the Megan Kelly Show. She does on XM Sirius right after this program on the Triumph Channel One Eleven. She also has her uh, YouTube channel um, that you can watch her show every day, the Megan Kelly Show on YouTube. Uh, welcome, Megan. How are you? Hi there. I'm great. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Uh, so I just talked to Bill O'Reilly, and his take on Tucker Carlson was um, that uh, this is because of the threats of lawsuits. For instance, Ray Epps uh, was on 60 Minutes on Sunday. Uh, it's not only just to destroy voices, uh, but this gravely hurts the Trump campaign as well. What is your opinion on what happened with Tucker Carlson? Um. Well, Bill and I have had our disagreements, but he's brilliant. Um, mm -hmm. However, this is another disagreement. I, d I don't think that Fox would be scared by that Ray Epps lawsuit at all. And I also think all the reporting that they got scared by this Abby Grossberg's lawsuit, a disgruntled, right. fired, former low-level producer for Tucker and at one point Maria, scared them even a little. She's got tapes. Okay, what does she have tapes of? People on his staff saying things. Tucker was never in the office. Tucker works from his home, um, either in Maine or down in Florida. He, he, he's, I guarantee you, Tucker's never had more than one conversation with Abby Grossberg. So she's not going to have Tucker Carlson on tape. And even if she did, Glenn, Fox does not fire people over random nasty comments to a low-level producer. It's certainly not their number one star that right. doesn't make sense now tucker's very controversial tucker's in the news every week for yet another thing it is possible rupert reached the end of his tether for tucker and there are reports that there may be some emails in connection with the dominion lawsuit that we haven't seen that tucker that that they have in which tucker lambasts people like rupert mm-hmm I, I also find it hard to believe that would lead him to fire Tucker because Money. Rupert's been around the block. He's a tough guy. He, he doesn't offend easily. Correct. But it is true that if they think you're getting too big for your britches over there, oh, yeah. they're not shy about sending you a message. So at the end of the day, do you think that's it? But it I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's I think, weird. Look, they do have to worry about shareholder lawsuits, which are coming in now in the wake of Dominion. You know, and it's not entirely Rupert's shop anymore. You know, he does have a board he has to answer to. I also think that if they have any desire to sell Fox News, and there's been rumblings about that, especially once Rupert is gone, um, they're going to want it to be, quote, more mainstream. <laughs> and getting rid of Tucker mm -hmm. would be a good step. Getting rid of Dan Bongino would be another step. Maria Bartiromo might, might be another one, though I'm told Rupert absolutely loves her. So it's probably not an accident. She didn't go, even though they just paid out $800 million in connection with some of the things she said. So I don't know. Uh, but that makes sense to me. But I'm told by people who are in a position to know, no sale pending, no seller kicking the tires at the moment. Now, there is something else going on. They're going into negotiation for their cable news contracts. I think that might play a role. You know, that always comes up. But it takes a lot for these cable providers to tell somebody like Fox, we're not going to carry you because of the controversial man at eight. I mean, I just don't believe it. I just, Tucker's too much of a draw with the audience. 
and it would have to be a uniform position by, you know, DirecTV and Time Warner Cable and all of these people, mm-hmm. which it wouldn't be. Fox is too much of a moneymaker for the cable providers, too. I, I don't know what happened, but I do believe there's no way it happened without personal sign-off by Rupert. So you left at the height of your career uh, to go to NBC. Um, I left, uh, arguably, at the height um, to start the blaze, which was crazy insane. Um, <laughs> Tucker is is gone now, but I don't think he's going to get a mainstream uh, a cable network or show, and I don't think he would want it. But now there's endless opportunities for him to make gobs of money uh, if that's what he's looking to do and to have a real impact, just not with any corporation, right? Yes. He'll be financially even better off once he goes on his yes. own. I mean, I have no doubt of that. He, If he's smart, Tucker will do a subscription show where he never has to worry about advertiser boycotts again. You know, you always have to worry about lawsuits. You have to say factual, but there's insurance for that and so on. But I think he'd probably do a subscription service. And if he goes directly from Fox, he'll be well positioned to just crush it. I don't think he'll wind up signing up with a larger media ecosystem, whether it's the Blaze or the Daily Wire. Mm -hmm. Or I just think he's he's going to if he does it, he'll do it on his own. Mm -hmm. I'm just knowing Tucker. But look, there are certain trade offs, you know, having you and I are in the unique position of having worked, you know, at the very, very top of this cable company and then gone off on our own. For sure, your influence wanes in some ways. You know, I mean, I don't know that Tucker's going to have Ron DeSantis personally crafting his Ukraine policy to please Tucker if he's hosting <laughs> a digital show. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, there's something about the Fox powerhouse that makes a lot of these politicians bend the knee, and Tucker in particular in that role. However, it's also the case that, you know, it, Who's more who's more influential, Ben Shapiro or Wolf Blitzer? <laughs> right. Like, like we could go down the list. There are your voice, Ben Shapiro's, Joe Rogan. Um, a lot of these voices in the digital space are much more relevant than 95 percent of the cable news anchors. So Tucker will have a bit of an a bit of an influence drop in that way. But he will no longer have to do Fox's bidding. He will be able to cover whatever story he wants in whatever way he wants. And believe me, though the outside world might not know it, there were constraints put on him by Fox News. And there were things that he wanted to say that he couldn't because you're not allowed to shoot inside the tent. He can be free now to just say whatever he wants as soon as he gets out of his non-compete. I will tell you that while it doesn't seem like your influence is as big, um, something has happened uh, to me on influence in the last six months. I, I was at a store before Easter, a grocery store, and my wife said, oh, we forgot this. Can you go back and get it? I had to come back to the uh, to the uh, checkout counter, and I said, I couldn't get it. I was stopped too many times. And my kids have said, Dad, what's going on with you? Because I am, I'm being stopped so much now, uh, thank God, in a positive way, because I live in Texas, um, but there, you just don't recognize the influence because it's not in one place. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yes. Well, I'll tell you the other thing. Ben Shapiro said this to me when I was trying to decide what my next move would be after NBC. 
And he said, you know, which is true. Cable news is a dinosaur. It's dying. And only very, very old people are watching it. And he said, if somebody stops me on the street who's over the age of 50 and says, oh, I love your work, I always know they know me from Fox News. Mm -hmm. And anybody under that age, I know they know me from my podcast. Yes. And I think that's true. I mean, the digital space is for tomorrow. It's much more forward looking. Cable news has still got, you know, some loyal viewers for sure. But not to sound like I'm 200, but the kids today are watching digital shows, YouTube and podcasts. That's that's how they get their news. They don't they don't sit in front of the television eight o'clock at night anymore. That's why the advertising demo is, you know, dropping precipitously for all of these anchors. And so I do think for our ecosphere, where you and I now are, it's great that Tucker's leaving Fox because he'll be another powerful voice, probably, uh, in our space. And it's one less reason to tune into this stilted, let's face it, boring, predetermined way of programming the news that has to please Paul Ryan and Rupert Murdoch and Suzanne Scott. Why do we have to please them? Why can't we just deliver the news the way we want? Well, you and I now can, and Tucker's about to be there, too. Yeah. Megan, one last question. On uh, Donald Trump, Bill said this really hurts the Trump campaign because Fox was so important the first time around. I agree with him. I don't think it's any accident that clearly the Murdochs have turned on Trump. I mean, just read the the journal and the post if you have any doubt. Right. And um, Tucker was an important voice for, I think Tucker loves the Trump fans. I don't think Tucker loves Trump. You know, I, I, I believe that behind the scenes text where he was looking forward to like not having to cover him every night. Right. Um, but I think Tucker loves the Trump fans and they they know that at Fox. They don't have a more powerful voice who gets them than Tucker. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's any accident they got rid of Bongino and now Tucker Tucker's going. There, yeah. There's not another person at Fox who gets the MAGA core the way Tucker does and always has, by the way, always has. Megan, thanks a lot. We'll look forward to your show here in just a minute. If you uh, are listening to us on XM Sirius, the Triumph Channel, 111. She follows this uh, program, and she's always great. You can also get her wherever you get your podcasts, or you can uh, watch it on on her YouTube channel. Earlier this week, Fox News settled a lawsuit brought on by Dominion Voting Systems for $787 million. Throughout the lawsuit, Fox refused to fight for whether election fraud actually took place. Instead, they threw up the white flag and went along with the false narrative. So we did some digging and uncovered some footage of congressional members agreeing that the machines are, in fact, rigged. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. For researchers have repeatedly de- demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that 
you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling them. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol, um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. So even the current vice president of the United States just told you the machines are hackable. So when it comes to election fraud, Rasmussen reports wanted to know how real Americans feel about it. They asked Americans how likely it is that cheating affected the outcomes of some races in last year's midterm elections. Americans responded very likely at 37 percent, somewhat likely 23 percent, not very likely only 15 percent, not likely at all, a mere 20 percent, not sure, or 5 percent. When asked how likely it is that state and federal officials are ignoring evidence of widespread election fraud, 37% said very likely, 25% somewhat likely, 12% not very likely, and only 21% with not at all likely. Again, 5% not sure. So let's bring in Mark Mitchell to analyze this latest poll. Uh, I find this very interesting because when you add the, the very likely and the likelies, I mean, the majority of Americans feel like they were cheating, and then they also feel like it's being ignored. Now, I'll say you didn't ask specific to the machines, but this is still very, very important because, I mean, look, agents, the FBI didn't even let their agents investigate tips that were sent back in 2020. Uh, one source tells us that one agent was even fired for asking about this. I know for a fact, because I was talking to lots of people at the, the Trump DOJ, it was never looked into. And yet this is still a very big issue for Americans as Fox News settles this dispute with Dominion. Well, we actually, in a previous set, did look into the machines. And believe it or not, uh, voters are actually more concerned about everything else that's going on than they are about the machines. They have some healthy concerns there. I think we, <clears throat> we got 49% are somewhat concerned that the machines don't accurately reflect their vote. But I'll tell you, out of this set of questions, you picked the, the two best because they are record breakers for us. And by that, I mean they set the record for the absolute highest number of people that we said uh, Saul saying that fraud was likely. So before this, we've asked multiple times, how likely is it cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 election? And we get about mid 50s, 55% saying it's likely. We get mid to low 30s saying it's very likely. And even before this midterm, we were asking how likely is it that cheating is going to affect the upcoming midterm election? And we never even got a number over 50 for that. We got 49%. And so, you know, here, looking back at the, at the election, uh, how likely is it that cheating affected the outcome of some races in last year's midterm? 60% with the 37% very likely, which is a significant increase. And the internal swings are just as incredible. Uh, before, Democrats were kind of uh, in a mid-30s place on this, and now they're up to 49%. So pretty much half of Democrats say that it's likely that cheating affected the outcome of some races. So I think it's fair to say, looking back at 2020, there was this corporate media, you know, coordinated gaslighting op. And I don't think there was a single public elected official except for Donald Trump that came out and said that cheating, you know, happened in 2020. But the problem is, is that people share information and people have Twitter and this stuff 
is getting out there and these concerns are not going away. So not only do we have concerns mounting about 2020, um, now we have 2022 piling up and they're looking at these officials down in Arizona and they're scratching their head. Um, You know, why these judges keep refusing to look at it, why the officials are just, you know, turning a blind eye. So how likely is the state and federal officials are ignoring evidence of widespread election fraud? 62 percent. So now this number is very similar to what we've seen in other question sets where people are really looking at their power structures and seeing malfeasance. So this is almost identical to the number that just recently we saw think federal agents provoked the Capitol riot. And, and, you know, time and time again in polls, this number keeps growing. And again, it's not just Republicans. So 79 percent of Republicans think it's likely that officials are ignoring evidence of election fraud. 50 percent of Democrats now, 22 percent say very likely. I mean, that's still that's a really strong signal. 57 percent of independents. So it's not going to go away. People want this stuff to have its day in court. Yeah, I like you think that Arizona was a tipping point for that, right? Because we've definitely seen this trend upward significantly since everyone got to see what happened in Arizona. And it was so it was so obvious that even Democrats had to say, OK, well, this, there's something going on here. Uh, also, talking about something else going on, you all at Rasmussen Reports recently put out a poll on the classified Unclassified documents following that Pentagon leak. Uh, when media outlets release classified information, you ask, they are, quote, providing a public service. 34% agreed with that. Hurting national security. 46% agreed with that. And 20%, which is pretty high for a not sure, was not sure. Most media, media outlets publish classified information because that was your leading kind of leading question. They believe in the public's right to know these things. 37% agreed with that. They're doing it for political reasons. The majority, 54%, believe that. And 8% not sure. So what can we glean from these numbers based on the, you know, as it relates to the most recent situation with the Pentagon leaker related to U.S. troops in the Ukraine and how the conflict is really going? How does Americans see this? Uh, we learned a couple of really interesting things. So our strategy on this was before we, I don't think this story really has percolated everywhere quite yet. I think pe- people adjacent to the media obviously know what's going on. Uh, but there are a lot of bread and circuses out there, to be honest with you. And so our strategy here was to just start sniffing around the issue. And that's why we picked these kind of principle-based questions to just see fundamentally, you know, classified information, you know, <laughs> Whatever it holds, it's classified. And if it gets released, and here we said media outlets releasing that information. Now, that's not the channel that this specific um, you know, person took, but frequently that's been what it is. And we wanted to see within the demographics how people kind of looked at that. And the, the standout numbers to me were how much Republicans were opposed to this. And in this particular situation, now I, Republicans are less against the war in Ukraine and us supporting them than you would think, although they are the demographic that is most against us continuing to support that effort. Um, But in this case, I think probably what's going on, 53% of Republicans said uh, that they're hurting national security and only 27% said providing a public service. And then the reason, reasoning for the media outlets to do it, political reasons, Republicans 65%. 
uh, public's right to know these things, only 26%. I think the Republicans are scarred by the Trump era, where it was like week after week, the, every yeah. single media outlet was just dropping stuff from the Trump campaign. And I think looking back, people like Snowden and Assange just don't really hold up to that constant barrage of people just coming out with information. And what was also kind of crazy is the real reason we asked the set also, too, was, well, there is some content in there that's pretty important about the Ukraine effort. So we asked kind of a loaded question about does, you know, we said classified documents were recently leaked that show U.S. officials have doubts about Ukraine's ability to make a successful counteroffensive against Russia. Does this make you more or less likely to support U.S. military assistance to Ukraine? And people just had no idea. 31% said more likely, 32% said less likely, 31% said it made no, not much difference. And among the party, the, there really wasn't much of a difference too. 37% of Republicans said less likely, 37% of Democrats said more likely. So this one, I think, is just going to wind up just whiffing by people. Um, you know, the war in Ukraine has been going on for uh, a little over a year now. Um, there's been so many headlines. Wow. I don't know. I think it's a blip. But those election results. Yeah, I yeah. think this was more of a signal, a, another signal of how much people distrust the media, in all honesty, right? It yeah, was more absolutely. that than anything else at the end of the day. Well, this is all fascinating. Thank you, Mark Mitchell. I love the polling as always. I think it tells us a lot, and we appreciate your work and, and coming back to see us today. Thanks. We'll have a video with a deep dive on all the questions on election integrity, uh, probably live by the time people see this. So they should stop by YouTube and Twitter and check it out. Yeah. So after you watch the show, go to YouTube and find Mark Mitchell at Rasmussen Reports for more in-depth on these issues. Thanks, Mark. Thank you.